You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. What do we mean by conversion? Maybe you've heard that word kind of thrown around in different forms, in different circles. He's had a conversion. He went on a retreat and he's not the same. She's had a conversion. She used to kind of run around. She used to have a sketchy past. Now she's different. Or people have asked you, have you had a conversion? Conversion of what? Conversion to change, to be a different version of yourself. Matthew Kelly talks about being the best version of yourself. I guess there's an assumption that there's a bad version of myself and a good version of myself. What are we really talking about? The church also uses this word, this fancy word, metanoia, to change direction. I was going in one direction, and then at some point I turned. Perhaps I turned around, I did a 180, and now I'm going in a different direction. When we talk about Jesus and we talk about his disciples and we talk about us being disciples of Jesus, it's very important that we're clear about what we're talking about. A disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, at some point is someone who follows the way of the master. I have acknowledged that you are my teacher and I am following what you teach. I am placing a a, a level of authority in you that I am giving you authority over me. And not only is Jesus a teacher, a master, but we would say he is Lord. Lord's a pretty serious word. Lord is is beyond a teacher, is beyond a master. Lord connotes that you are the supreme authority. We would even say you are God. And so I pledge my life, my mind, my heart. I give you authority over all of my life. So I not only follow you, but I place everything at your disposal. You lead, I follow. You say, I'm obedient. Now when we talk about conversion, every so often in our life, some people will realize that, oh wow, unbeknownst to me, I have been actually following my own plans. I have actually been making the decisions in my life. I've been doing, unbeknownst to me, I've been doing what I want, when I want, where I want. 
I didn't realize it, but I have been calling myself a Christian. I've been calling myself someone who follows Jesus, someone who's obedient to him. I've been doing all the things that, you know, maybe Catholics or Christian do, but I didn't realize that I actually was not necessarily following Jesus. I wasn't necessarily being obedient to him. He really wasn't the master and Lord of my life. I was actually probably more the master and Lord of my life. He was part of my life. He was in my life. I did things that maybe he suggests, but I didn't do everything. I didn't literally look to him for guidance. I didn't look to him to lead and direct my life. I didn't subject everything in my life to him. He was just maybe one of many people I look to for help. Yeah, he happens to be the guy who helps me get into heaven. So if I die and I'm in trouble, he's kind of important, but he's not like the Lord and director of my whole life. And every once in a while, if we have the moment to realize that, it should give us pause. Now those moments are very few and far between. Sometimes they happen on retreat where we get away and we actually have two or three days to actually look at our life and realize, oh my goodness, this is serious. Jesus is who he says he is and I have to give my life to him. It's pretty hard for us to, to maybe have that, that aha moment in, in a snap of a finger. Maybe it's the grace of God that can do that to us. But I wanna zero in today on a moment in today's gospel that is, is often arresting to me, it's embarrassing to me, it's, it's a point of prayer for me, it's, it's sad for me to read because sometimes I see myself so clearly in it and I hope that maybe today you might see yourself in it. Jesus is teaching and Jesus is teaching primarily on the Eucharist and he's going about and he's people have been following him He's been feeding them. He's been working miracles in them and they're kind of watching him and they're interested in him and he's kind of cool and um, words getting out and you're either You've heard about him or you haven't heard about him and he's building a crowd and Jesus is teaching on the Eucharist and he's basically saying look it's one of his biggest teachings. I, at some point, am gonna give you the bread of life and that bread of life is gonna be my flesh. And I'm gonna give you my blood to drink and you're gonna have my life in you. And unless you drink my blood and eat my body, you will not have life within you. For my, my flesh will be true food for you and my blood will be true drink. And it, for many of them, they had no idea what he was saying. They couldn't understand it. They were having great difficulty understanding it. And today in the gospel, it says this. As a result, many of his disciples, this is so painful, listen to this. This is very important. Many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. This is so painful and so important for us to hear. They returned to their former way of life. They had a direction, they had a purpose, they had a way that they were leading, but Jesus kind of caught their attention. Jesus deflected them a little bit. Jesus 
was beginning to change the way they were seeing things, was beginning to change the way they were living, was beginning to change the way they were making decisions, and they were beginning to change. But it was something Jesus said. They didn't get it, they didn't understand it. It was difficult, and they had a moment of decision. Am I going to continue to follow Jesus? Am I going to let him continue to change my life? Or am I going to stop? Because his teaching is too hard. What he's asking of me is too much. I don't understand it. It's... And this is so sad. It got tough. It got difficult. And their choice was to leave Jesus and go back to their former way of life. What was their former way of life? They were probably in charge. They were doing what they want, when they wanted, where they wanted. They were making their decisions. They were the Lord of their life. Their life was manageable. They were in charge. They were in control. I don't know if you've ever experienced that in your life when you realize I'm in control of my life I'm making my decisions for me that's miserable it's small it's boring it's a lot of pressure but listen to the flip side listen to someone who has had a conversion listen to someone who has had a change of heart who has had a metanoia they have changed direction in their life and they're all in. So Jesus turns to his friends, his closest friends, and says this, do you want to leave me too? In other words, do you want to go back to your formal way of life? You're free to go. No one's keeping you here. No one's forcing you here. No one is, this isn't PC, but no one's holding a gun to your head. You can go. Listen to what Peter says. Master. Key word, master. It reveals where Peter's heart is. You're our master. You're my Lord. Lord, I have handed everything. I've left everything and I've put my life in your hands. You are master of my life. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. We've come to believe that you are God. You are our master. He didn't say, we understand what you just said. He didn't say, this has been a cakewalk. He didn't say, everything has been easy. He didn't say, your teaching is pretty easy to understand. He just said, master. Where else are we going to go? We're in it. We don't get it. We don't understand it. It hasn't been easy. But we have given our life to you. And so whatever you say, we're going to follow. And we're going to hope to understand it eventually. That's what conversion looks like. That's what a life given over to Jesus looks like. And I just really want you to pray today about where you are with Jesus. Because I'll straight up just say, I don't, 
I don't want us all to say that we are in a place where we have handed ourselves over to Jesus. I, I don't think that's true. We're all in different places. We're all in different levels of commitment to Jesus. We all continually need a conversion. We all in this church have different areas of our life that we hold on to, that we say, this is mine. We haven't given it over to Jesus yet. Some have more, some have less. Jesus isn't the master of all of our hearts. He isn't the Lord of our life. We don't all wake up and say, Lord, what would you have me do today for you? You have access to all of my life. You have access to my time, to my talent, to my resources, to my family, to my job. You can direct where I go, when I, when I go, what I say. I'm looking to you, I'm reading scripture, I'm seeking your will on a daily, minute by minute basis. Some of us go back to our former way of life and we catch ourselves and we realize, oh, I'm in charge, Lord, I give it back to you. My hope is that our parish, this place, is a place where we come to know the Lord and we have a conversion where we begin to see like Peter, Jesus for who he is. Jesus is God. He is God come down from heaven and he is asking for our complete allegiance to him. And his teachings are difficult. His teachings are not easy. His teachings will challenge us. His teachings will ask us to surrender every part of our life. And we don't get to pick and choose the teachings we want to believe and the teachings we don't want to believe. That's not what calling Jesus master and Lord means. What, what calling him Lord and master means is that we say yes to everything, regardless of whether we get it or not, regardless of whether it's easy or not. But he promises he will take care of us. He promises eventually he will help us understand what he's teaching because what he teaches is best for us. And my prayer is that we don't leave Jesus when it's difficult. We don't pick and choose what Jesus teaches and still say we're following him. Just as Jesus is honest with us, he invites us to be honest with ourselves. If there are areas in our life where we need conversion, let us ask the Lord to come and speak truth, to come and heal, to come and redirect, so that our whole life can be from the position of Peter. Lord, to whom shall we go? Like, I have given up everything. I don't understand why you teach this. I don't understand why you teach this. But Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. And I'm gonna stay in the good times and the bad in sickness and in health. I'm not gonna run, I'm not gonna hide, I'm not gonna pretend. For you, I'm convinced you have the words of everlasting life. You are God. 
That's what a true disciple is, and that's what a true disciple does. We're all in different places. I just ask you to be honest with yourself so that you can be honest with God. Lord, these are the areas I need help in. These are the teachings of the church that I don't understand, that honestly, I might not believe, but I need faith to believe in them. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to go back to my former way of life. I don't want to say I'm a disciple of Jesus and really only follow half of what you say. Give me faith so that I can believe everything in time. Small shameless plug for small groups. It's one thing for me to stand up here and just preach. You get to hear me for 15, 20 minutes. You might get inspired. You might say, I don't, I don't get it all. But you get to go home and you get to return back to your former way of life, right? It's, it's difficult to, to incorporate Jesus' teaching into your day-to-day -day life. I get it. I know it. Life is hard. It's really hard to do by yourself, too. There's a lot more people out there trying to convince you of ways that are not of the Lord than in here. And so part of small groups is basically saying, Lord, I need help. Like Jesus' disciples, they were a group of people. They walked together. They prayed together. They ate together. They shared their struggles together. It's easier to follow Jesus when I'm with a group of people than it is alone. So a small group is basically saying, I need other people to share this journey with me. I need to grapple. I need to share. I don't get this. This is hard to understand. This is a hard teaching. Please under explain it to me. Please pray for me. I'm trying to have a conversion in my life and it's hard to do by myself. Let's do this together. And if you're looking to grow, if you're looking to take the next step in your life, if you are moved by this passage and saying, yeah, I want to be like Peter. I don't want to keep going back to my former way of life. Perhaps like joining a group of believers that are struggling just like you might be the next step. Let's pause right now. Just have a little conversation with the Lord in our own heart. Where are you with him? Do you feel like you're with the crowd that returned back to their former way of life? Do you feel like often you say, this is too hard? Do you want to be like Peter? Do you want to say, Lord, I don't want to go anywhere else. I might not understand. I might not get it. But I want to get it. I want to stay with you. Where do you need help in your life? Be specific. Tell the Lord right now in your heart before we continue to pray in this Mass.